The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. This is Spike Spiegel, and you're listening to Never Knows Best. See you, Space Cowboy. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's go. I am Player One. And I'm Moody. And this is the show where we smooth out your brain across the airwaves. Airwaves like Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitchercast, Radio Public, Radio One, all the radios, all the casts, and we are in this thing. I wanted to try and make everything rhyme, but that just... That was not gonna happen. I mean, it was me. pretty good though for your first attempt. For, for, I mean, for a dry it, run? I get better every time. Absolutely right? you do. And, and that's I, what this is about practice. I wrote in my notes that I have zero notes, but I have plenty of notes. Yeah, now. I'm looking at it right now, and that's you've got at least a paragraph. Oh, yeah. Worth a, of a, notes. a good little something, something. It looks like you attended a class to make those notes. Well, kids, uh, today's date is March 11th <laughs> of the 2020. And uh, okay. I wanna know. You assholes still drinking White Claw? Is Baby Yoda still cute? No. Still funny? No. Did the, are the memes working out? No. I, I asked because, like, people actually got that tattooed on them. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, we talked about that. And, and the, the audio got life, lost, but... The but, shelf life of a meme is very short. Very much so. And a lot of people get too wrapped up in the moment. That's like people so. getting team championships. Yeah. Especially before the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to make the merchandise before the game because you know you got to get it ready. Yeah. Uh, but getting a tattoo, I mean, that's a different kind of investment. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's people who got like the actual meme. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you explain a meme getting getting tattooed on? I like, mean, I'm trying to imagine it like 10, 15 years down the yeah. road where I'm like, yeah, guys. Uh, you know, there was this time this TV show came out, and there was there's this alien on you know Star Wars, Star Wars. Like, yeah. You know, it, it, Basically, it's you looking it up on whatever device you have and saying, "Look at this." I mean, you get it? <laughs> and then they're just gonna be like, "No." No, but, but it's and cool. the thing is, it's like the White Claw and yeah. the Baby Yoda were concurrent trending yeah. memes. Yeah. So, people will have him drinking the White Claw, and it's like, yeah. So now you have to, you don't, not only do you have to explain the character, you have to explain the White Claw being there, too. Yeah, and why is he drinking it? Yeah. because he's a baby. No, like, like, White Claw was just, like, a trending beverage at the time. It was just yeah. really popular, like. At least White Claw, you can drink it, you know? You know what I mean? At least White Claw is, like, a thing you drink, right? It's whatever. But then you just have a brand tattooed on you. Yeah. I'm sure some people have Nike or Adidas or something. I would get Nike tattooed on me. Yeah, I would. I would. I would probably get the pinwheel, the Nike pinwheel. Um, I would want Nike to give me money. If Nike paid for it, I'd get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. I'd probably get the pinwheel tattooed on. Walking fucking advertisement. I better get some fucking stipend. Yeah. I'd, I'd look into it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we have so much ASMR. I I can hear it in the headphones. So like. <laughs> Stop with that. 
Yeah, you want to that a little. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be real good to listen to back. I can tell <laughs> right now. It's that e girl bath water. Yeah. Play one drinks that every day. <laughs> that's his juice. Y'all remember? <laughs> All right. What's on our docket? What are we discussing, man? Oh my god. So, mm, trending news. GalaxyCon is not coming back to Louisville. Yeah. Um, Basically, they spoke with the mm, Kentucky International Convention Center. I need to get into that water real quick. Get a little sweet. Get yourself a sip. Before we get into it. Yeah, get yourself a sip, man. Loosen up them pipes. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to squeeze that bottle like that. You don't have to do all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Tastes like hentai. Oh, now you gotta tell us. You gotta tell me, because this is news I don't know about. GalaxyCon getting uh, not coming back. No, so they basically spoke with the Kentucky International Convention Center, yeah. and of course, if you want to rent the space out, it means yeah. you need to bring in a set number of uh, you know vendors, uh, guests, yeah. book hotels, everything like that, because yeah. it's basically what's boosting the city's economy yeah. and things like that. And so they've had it a few years running, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, the venue, this convention center was just like, you know what, we're going to rent it out to a higher value client this year. Okay. So they're going to be on tour doing other cities, but Louisville is off the list. Okay. Just basically because they didn't bring in that room. No, I feel like they did, though. I mean, but that's like our perspective of it, right? Like, we went there, right? Uh-huh. We were on the floor. It, it well... They just said they were bringing in a higher value client, so it doesn't mean that they weren't bringing it in, but yeah. more so that the people that they give it to this year are yeah. going to bring in more. I'm interested to see who they bring in. Like, what I don't is, th- what it wouldn't even be? be a convention, though. I don't yeah. think it would be anything like nerd-related or anything like that. Yeah. It's just going to be some other event that they're using the convention center for. Yeah, but you got to think about conventions like that. How much do they actually bring in a city in terms of revenue? Like, How much money does the the convention center actually make like consider how much space artist alley took up mm-hmm. how much of a cut are they getting from the profits from artists at artist alley probably not a lot you know what i mean so there there's probably not a lot of revenue the city rakes in from a convention like that compared to what they would get for like a sporting event or something so then you have uh, admission you yeah. have concessions mm-hmm. so you've got to remember it's not just the convention center it's like nearby hotels and restaurants and yeah. things like that too yeah I wouldn't say transport because like mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft. Yeah. But. Oh, they definitely, by the way, they definitely were not getting people coming in and booking hotels for sure. Anybody who went to Louisville GalaxyCon lived in Louisville. Like, I'm going to say like 80%. Compared to like a San Diego Comic Con where you got people flying in from all over yeah. trying to go there or New York Comic Con, nobody's going to fly into Louisville. You know what I mean? The, yeah, no, at best, somebody from like Indiana, Ohio is going to Yeah, right so it's probably going to be like nearby places like Virginia, mm-hmm. Ohio, yeah. Nashville, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we did, there were people from Nashville, but they mm-hmm. were pending. They were yeah. vendors. <sighs> Speaking of <sighs> venue conflicts, Spike mm-hmm. Lee at oh, the yeah. Madison. Oh my gosh. And Spike Lee is like a Knicks super fan. Yeah, so since what? Like since the 70s, I think. The 80s. Okay. 86, so, I believe okay. he said. Since 86, he had been going damn near every game, you know, uh, at Madison Square Garden. He'd be there. 
front front row courtside. You would see him in all the clips screaming at people. He's, he has clips there where he's screaming at Michael Jordan. He's got clips screaming at all the stars as they played against the Knicks. You know, um, he's been there forever. And then we have this, what I consider honestly to be a non-news story. It's so, who cares, you know? Yeah, (laughs) but like it blew up for some reason. I don't know why. The Knicks implosion, the Knicks implosion over the last like ten years, is news just because people think it's funny to shit on the Knicks, which it is. It is because especially since Donald Sterling, I think, owns them, or was is that who owns them now? No, I don't. Did Donald Sterling? Who was he before? He was he was the really bad owner that was it the Clippers? Yeah. Yes. I feel yes. Like it yes. Was. It was actually. Yeah. So he was the owner that got yeah. the league said you have to sell the team, mm-hmm. and the one who owns the Knicks now is Dolan. Dolan. Yeah. 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 So Dolan owns the Knicks, and he bans fans from the arena for telling him to sell the team because he's like I guess insecure about it. Um, but I think people league wide hate him. Think he's a shitty owner because he is. Uh, and Spike Lee is just kind of jumping on that train because he, he's a fan of the Knicks. He wants the Knicks to be good. So yeah. part of the Knicks being good is that is so that reshaping that front office. For all the love I have for New York, I can't. I don't know that I would ever back the Knicks unless they had a really good team where they turned it up. Yeah. Like Spike Lee being a Knicks fan, that is that's S tier. Yeah. Right yeah, it is. Like you see him, he's got the orange and blue on. He's always got the orange and blue on. He's got yeah. the frames and everything. Yeah. You know, you know what I imagine? I imagine the Knicks are going to go to the finals. Not this year. Not next year. Oh, 10, damn, 15 years, years from now. Yeah. Like like before Spike Lee leaves, yeah. he the Knicks are going to take home a championship. I would hope so. I mean, I would hope so. That it, it, Every team in sports has a bounce-back moment. You know what I mean? Like the Cubs won a World Series eventually. Yeah. yeah. It just took them a long time. You know, it's like every time – you know, we have one of those breakthroughs in sports. They always yeah. flash to, like, the elderly fan who's, like, yeah. the diehard. Yeah, that's exactly. Spike Lee. It's, it really will be, too, because he's the only person I can think of that's a diehard Knicks fan. Yeah. Like, only person. It even. <laughs> Quintessential. So he took to instinct. So I'm not going to read all this. But yeah. This is like Let's his, just explain the, what actually happened now, though. Instagram. Because I have my own, like, synopsis as far as I understand it. It's going to for a free performance. Something. No one from the garden. Yeah, I remember him talking about the he was he just went in there the other day for the To Kill a Mockingbird thing for kids or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Some type of performance of it. No one from the garden had ever told me I could not use the employee entrance until garden security told me to get off the elevator once I had entered after this ticket was scanned. Believe what you want, the garden lied on me. Think about this. All of a sudden garden. Yeah, it's a DA garden. Mm-hmm. Think about this. All of a sudden I'm gonna think up some insane BS like this after 30 years I just decided to blow up the spot for what for publicity what am I promoting to put myself on the back pages of the NY Daily and the NY Post I've been worldwide famous since 1986 okay oh he's been world famous since 86 but so you had it right he's been he's been a fan of the Knicks for longer yeah I mean look he's right there's no reason for him to try to get publicity right now I mean he's Spike Lee everyone knows Spike Lee even if they don't know what he does or what he has done they know the name Spike Lee he yeah he's Spike Lee he's a big Knicks fan yeah and if he's been going so long consecutively for like decades yeah 
then I'm pretty sure, you know, the employee insurance is a regular thing for him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was probably a guard who didn't know any better, maybe. Like a guard who was newer. No, this came from Dolan. Or if it came from Dolan. Yeah, the directive was was that it came from Dolan. And so okay. he had his ticket. They scanned the ticket. They said, hey, you have to use the other entrance. But okay. the thing is, is once your admission is scanned, you can't scan it twice. Yeah. So if he used that employee entrance, they were going to be like, hey, you need to exit, go around. Your, yeah. And then he just wouldn't be able to get back in. Yeah. Because what, what happened was, because he told the story in like this roundtable thing while he was discussing it with Stephen A. Smith and some of the other guys at like ESPN. And he said, he walked in, then they had the confrontation through the employee entrance, and another guy who knew him said, come on, Spike, get on the elevator real quick. And they wanted him to go to a certain floor, uh, like the first floor to go back out, and then go around and take a different entrance. But instead, he took him up to the fifth floor, where they just walked around and then walked down, and he took him to a seat. Uh, but then, I think either during the game or after the game was over, Dolan wanted to personally speak with him. And so somebody like came to him and was like, hey, Dolan wants to speak to him. And he was like, what the hell? I, I ain't got nothing to say to him. I don't, I don't want to talk to him. Why, do, why does he want to talk to me? So then they had some type of conversation. Apparently there's footage of them shaking hands at some point mm-hmm. or something, either through first meeting or like coming to an agreement of some sort or like saying even a goodbye handshake. I don't know. But they talked about what happened, I guess. And apparently Dolan doesn't want him to take that entrance anymore. And that's what the news story is. Spike Lee not granted admittance to the employee entrance anymore after 30 years as a fan. I still don't understand. Like, sure, maybe it's dumb. Maybe it is stupid to suddenly change the rules on him. But, like, why Why is it in news at the same time, right? Because it's Spike Lee. Yeah. It's Spike, that's the yeah. biggest name you can tie to the Knicks. That's true. After, the, after Dolan. I mean, to be fair, they did have but, another scandal with Charles Oakley before. Really? Yeah, so Charles Oakley, uh, famous Knicks player, super, super, super talented basketball player back in his heyday, um, uh, he got into a confrontation that was filmed where he got kicked out of the arena, um, and he like pushed a security guard in the footage where he's basically saying like get your hands off me, and then was like forcibly escorted from the arena, and everybody thought that was pretty shitty because it's Charles Oakley, famous Knicks player someone whose jersey is retired from the Knicks yeah. uh, hanging up in the rafters and you're forcibly removing him from the Knicks arena. Maybe he was being loud. Maybe he was even drunk and loud. But to have on video you security escorting him out of the arena, it's a bad look regardless. Knicks are, Knicks are being... Knicks are more known now for kicking fans and famous fans out of their arena than they are for playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's why. So bring it full look. circle. Yeah. That's why Spike Lee's in the news. <laughs> oh, let's get into some more celebrity news. So you have you heard the recent news with, I'm sure you've heard the recent news with Meg the Stallion, baby, and this isn't really news, but Tyler the Creator. I was going to use it as a way to segue. So like Complex posted this, Complex is always like reposting random TikToks that are popular or whatever. Yeah. So, like, this girl was at a show of Tyler's, and she mm-hmm. threw her phone onto yeah. the stage, which I'm starting to see. I, I guess that's common for Tyler shows. Okay. Where it's, like, people just throw shit at him. Okay. And so, like, no, there's there's one video where somebody, like, threw a shoe, and, then, and he was like, he's like, nigga, who throws their motherfucking shoe up here? Like, yeah. He's like, everybody laughed at the ass while walking around with one shoe on. Like, why would you throw your shoe up here? You're not going to get it back. Yeah. So, the girl threw her phone up there while yeah. it was still recording. And okay. He's like, he's like, okay, well, you 
threw your phone up here. Well, why why would you do that? Like, yeah. I love me too, but you you dumb as hell if you're just gonna throw your phone at me like that. Yeah. So. So I mean, <laughs> he's not wrong either. Like, what's the best case scenario? He attempts to toss it back. Okay, so we got the the TikTok like closing screen mm-hmm. on the video. Yeah. And so wait, so she did eventually get it back. I guess so. I guess you know he's he was cool enough to be like you know I mean because it's not gonna do anything for him to yeah keep the phone yeah and then you know so mm-hmm. I mean he, he could just be like he could just you know get it off his chest. I mean he's he's got the personality to where he can kind of pop off and just yeah. say stuff like that yeah. Uh, where he's just not so limited in his speech, mm-hmm. but he it wasn't like he was just like ah oh, f f you or calling her out her name or anything. He's yeah. just like yo, why are you being dumb throwing your phone up here like that? Yeah. <clears throat> and then I, I bring that one up to bring up the rest of what's going on, and, and that's people just not respecting the artist space. Now there's one instance mm-hmm. where I'm like, all right, that's a reasonable reaction. Then there's another instance yeah. where I'm like, okay, you was out of pocket for that one. Yeah, and which one you want to talk about first? I want to know what happened with the baby because didn't he also have a controversy where his people jumped somebody recently? No, it was not where his people jumped somebody. It was where somebody, it was a woman at the club, mm-hmm. and somebody got like an overhead view, but it's just mm-hmm. the baby walking. I guess he's leaving after yeah. doing his set, and yeah. he's walking. He's kind of moving through the crowd, and this girl is like inches away from his face with her phone. Yeah. And, and the light is on. Yeah. And then he like just right hands her. Yeah. And it and if you see the video, you you'll know what I'm talking about. But gotcha. it was it was totally just one of those things that was uncalled for. Yeah. It's kind of uncalled for from. Yeah, I was gonna say from both angles, but it's definitely more uncalled for for the baby to just completely go full fucking just full smack on somebody's face, especially a woman's face. Even if you are shoving your phone with your flash on in my face, I'm not going to immediately strike you. I'll probably remove the phone, but not even not, even then, not forcibly. That's one you of those I mean? instances where baby security probably could have handled it. Yeah, why is he also walking through a crowd to get out? You know what I mean? I think... Like, what venue do you have to walk through the crowd to get back outside? I'm pretty sure he does, like, club appearances, too. Okay. Well, that's on him, then. That's his fault. He should. Well, yeah, that's why he needs to have actual security there yeah. to handle that that's what security is for to me him doing appearances like that is him asking for confrontation like that you know what i mean because you have to you have to expect it at a certain point you're at a club environment what happens at clubs people get fucking people get on ass but people constantly. do that people do that at music venues yeah but people at least can, then you have a back entrance that you or a back entrance and exit you can go out vip style you know not have to look at anybody or be near anyone maybe so at a club, you have to walk in through people, walk out through people. Yeah. We're going to be wanting to touch you, scream he, at you. Isn't that security, that's mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of having them there. So they block bullshit out for you. Yeah. They're the ones who do the physical work or they yeah. pop off. or they, If they got to lift somebody up and throw them on somewhere, mm-hmm. that, that's their job. So yeah. you're not the one catching the charge or whatever. Exactly. So, I mean, there, there's that. I mean, you have to have a pretty big security team if you want to go to a club I feel like and the baby's known for having the good hands too mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of other times I would say it was a little bit more justified mm-hmm. like the dude was talking you remember the dude was talking shit to him yeah. in the Louis store and yeah. he whooped him yeah. and then 
<laughs> so stupid, man. More recently, oh, man. it was it was him in a parking lot, I guess, and mm-hmm. he was just chilling with his daughter, and uh-huh. some kid was filming him from across the lot, mm-hmm. and then he came over and like snatched him and yanked him up or whatever. Okay, a kid? I don't know, man. It's, it's hotel staff. Gotcha. There you I go. Get you. We'll I get you. Hotel staff. And he just told him he was like, "Hey, man, why are you recording me, man? You're supposed to be working right now." Yeah. And he, he tried to, you know, be cool with him. He was like, you want to get a picture? We could probably do that later. But I told you I'm with my kid right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. What about Megan Thee Stallion? Megan Stallion. Her. Okay. That, that's not entirely on par with this. Okay. I was just going to bring up Jay-Z and how, like, people still try to get in his personal space. Yeah. Like, to see the video. Always. Yeah. No, I, have, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the video, but. Uh, it's, it's just him sitting courtside, I think at the Lakers game mm-hmm. or whichever game. Yeah. And uh, there's a guy there and he tried to, you know, go up, put his arm around him and yeah, for, for okay. a picture or whatever. Okay. Like, Probably want to ask first. I, I feel Probably. like there's a, a, a little brother lyric that, oh yeah, I'm going to find it. I don't care who I'm with or who I'm around or what type of famous person I see or if I feel like I only got like five seconds left to go get a picture with them or whatever. I'm never going to walk up to someone, invade their personal space and just like throw my arm around them, say, hurry, hurry, snap a picture. You know what I mean? That's never something I'm going to do. That's insane. That's insane behavior to me. Yeah. That's just you're asking for a confrontation. Yeah. All right. All right, I found my little excerpt. So this is, yeah, shout out to my dad for putting me on the little brother. But this is from the song, Do It Me, My Little Brother. I definitely recommend y'all listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just conceptually, it's, it's everybody just talking about how they want to be themselves away mm-hmm. from their rap personas or yeah. in their personal lives, how they want to be themselves. Mm-hmm. So this comes straight from the first verse. This rapper Big Pooh, he says, yeah, I comprehend the importance of having fans, but some fans don't understand Walk that very thin line between being a stand. Before all this rap shit, I'm first a man. I don't want you all up in my space. Stanley, just stop it. Because after some shows, I ain't trying to chop it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just human beings. Yeah, yeah, y'all got to listen. Y'all got to respect these these athletes, rappers, everything. Yeah. Except first. And before. Because I've I've gone so far to read this excerpt and everything, I just mm-hmm. want to clarify, the baby I'm not defending him at all. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying he was right at all. That was yeah. definitely out of pocket and like I said before, that he just needed proper security around him so he, mm-hmm. he doesn't do that. He's been famous long enough to where he shouldn't have these yeah. kinds of incidents going on all For the sure. time. For sure. And uh, I want to say the fans responded accordingly because mm-hmm. at one of his next shows, he was booed off stage. He didn't even get to perform. Yeah. I get you. I mean, that's what happens, man. That's what happens. I mean, who is that one artist? It was, I think, Afro Man. Do you remember the thing where he, like, pushed the woman off stage or, like, cold cocked her on stage? I think he, like, pushed her off stage. Yeah. Like, he was, like, doing his thing, and then, like, from behind him, a woman just kind of climbed up on stage and then, like, was dancing or something like that. Yeah, she tried to bum rush him or something. Yeah. He just got her off the stage. Yeah, he just, like, pushed her, like, super hard, just shoved her, and then kept going with the set. Yeah. I mean, like, again, situation where you got to have security and they got to be doing their thing. But I don't think he got in too much trouble for that. It really looked like, uh, damn, dog, now you, 
pull it up, Jamie? Yeah. Make me want to go on and, and watch it. But yeah. But we have other topics to get to. Yeah, let's get to some other topics, man. Y'all hear me clicking clacking in the background? That's uh that's Jamie going. Yeah, Jamie's back. So there. you already asked, so we're gonna get right into it. Let's Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Her contract, she's she's currently in a in a battle with uh the label fifteen oh one over okay. her contract because if you look at the terms of it, I'm gonna actually go on and get a good pull up, Jamie. Jamie, could you uh, go ahead and pull up Megan The Stallion's yeah. contract with her? Yeah, basically, it's a ridiculously slanted contract. Like, allegedly, mm-hmm. it's worse than a 360 deal where okay. she doesn't receive uh, profit from her performances oh, yeah. and she only gets uh, like 40% of, of mm-hmm. whatever it is she reels in. Okay. And it, it it's, a repeat, it's a repeated lesson throughout time. Mm-hmm. And she's been with. She's been around Rock Nation, and she's been around mm-hmm. these other people, people who are actually educating her on the business of being in the industry, who are yeah. saying, you know, hey, let me look at your contract, or let me talk to you about X, Y, and Z, or let's yeah. let's have some some of our lawyers look at it, yeah, so we can see whether or not you're actually getting the money that you should be getting paid, yeah, you know what I mean. And if I'm not wrong, I mean, Megan The Stein has pretty recently come into a claim, right, like like big 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 fame like she wasn't a very big name let's say like five years ago right no she is very recently on the scene so i'm assuming this 1501 contract was something she signed when she was much much uh, of a smaller artist much a smaller name you know and that's why probably why it was so slanted very much so let's see let's see what her answer is so when I signed, I didn't really know what was in my contract. That's that's true for a lot of people. Uh, I was young, I think I was 20, and I didn't know everything that was in that contract. Very true. So when I got with Rock Nation, I got management, real management. It seems to, this, why does it seem like such a familiar case? I got real lawyers, and they were like, do you know that this is in your contract? And, okay, so we're on flair.com looking this over. You guys want to check it out? Just Google Megan the Stallion contract issues. Yeah, and it's an industry-wide effect. It's it's industry-wide and has affected several artists in the last few years, mostly women. So this is okay. Niokono, Noyokono. Do you know who that is? No, no idea. Uh, Fifteen oh one, but we see in hip hop history when you combine youth and need, the likelihood. Of, okay, this is, this is a tweet from Noyokono. Somebody with a blue check mark. Uh, None of us have seen Megan The Stallion's contract with 1501 to really comment fairly, but one thing we've seen in hip-hop history is that when you combine youth in need, the likelihood of signing an exploitative, exploitative deal becomes yeah. immensely more likely. Yeah, it's and, true. Time and time again. Yeah, it, and it's been going on since before before Tupac, because the, the last thing I can recall is uh, Afeni Shakur, mm-hmm. she talked about Tupac's contract and how it was so far slanted out of yeah. his favor. I mean, this is something that's probably been going on since music immemorial in the world, right? Musicians, artists have been exploited throughout time. and it, Like I said, artists, it's not uh, limited to music. If you think way back in the day, super famous artists, like the people who fucking chiseled marble and stuff, mm-hmm. they had to get patrons who basically were like, yeah, you live with me. I'm going to give you this amount of money once you're done. And while you're working on it, you live with me. you got to work on it every single day. Yeah. Super shitty life. And you do the art. You get, like, a little bit of money and then kicked out on the street is, again. 
Okay, so one point that was raised about Megan the status contract, which mm-hmm. I'll, I'll separate this point from the current issue. Yeah, was that Megan the Stallion? Does she even have? Does she have an album out? Is that she hasn't really been around long enough, mm-hmm. or in the yeah. quality of her work is not that well mm-hmm. for her to to rake in so much revenue? Yeah, and I, I could say that about a lot of younger artists, especially yeah. the newer ones, or the ones that have a few hit singles, mm-hmm. or just uh, just EPs that are good, and then yeah. every other project is just trash, trash, trash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and and in that case, if that was like how it was, I'd be like, well, yeah, Megan should get as much money as possible because she doesn't mm-hmm. know how long she's gonna be around. Yeah. But in the instance of, in the, oh my gosh, in the case of the label, they just mm-hmm. can't dump money into every six months six month artist yeah or a six eight month artist that's mm-hmm. only that's not going to last longer that's not going to make it to the next year yeah you know what i mean because that, that's kind of the point that i was bringing up in the initially when i was asking about how long she's been around because i had only heard her name this year in 2020 before this i had never heard of megan the stallion i didn't she's know what the she same did. age as us yeah probably like a couple months younger i had never heard of anything she had done before this so i, I like i've heard of, i've heard of doja cat years and to me it's like if after Doja Cat made that bitch I'm a cow song Mm -hmm. what kind of contract do you think she would have signed on like right then right then and there when that was the only thing that she had produced that that video that song like what kind of contracts do you think would have been offered in the first place Doja Cat was the thing about Doja Cat was that she was Mm -hmm. more bound to be successful because she already had an internet following yeah um after the cow thing damn like if we're talking like actual music labels offering her stuff she probably got offered a lot of really garbage deals like this one yeah right um and instead of taking any of those i guess she probably still i like i don't know this but i'm assuming she just self-produced yeah or kind yeah. of like just self-made her stuff yeah, recorded she made, it she her, made own her own stuff for and, that, more, and that's kind of how she went viral yep she built her repertoire she had a lot of viral songs a lot of good songs and then she got signed to some label, made very big budget music videos, had an even bigger repertoire, and now she is where she is. Whereas I don't think that type of, like you said, I don't think that type of, um, what is this, like resume, I don't think the resume exists for Megan Thee Stallion. But you know. Okay, so as of March 5th, you know, she, uh, she sued the record, she sued 1501. Okay. She's uh, okay. can't she even sue though? Yes, I mean yes. she can, but yes, can she win? And they tried to uh, dissolve it in okay. court, so she couldn't release the the newest EP, Sugar. Okay. So let's see, let's see. Okay, so yeah, that's gonna be good. And she says, to be clear, I will stand up for myself and won't allow two men to bully me. So I believe she's talking about Jay Prince and Carl Crawford. Okay. This has nothing to do with anyone else, including Jay Z. Stop deflecting and trying to make this a publicity stunt. I want my rights. So this is an yeah. internal affairs type issue. Yeah. Earlier this week, Megan Thee Stallion sued her record label, 1501 Certified Entertainment. The Houston rapper alleged that the contract she signed was not only entirely unconsc- unconscionable. Yeah, unconscionable. But ridiculously so. And placed the label in a position. Well, that's my word today. And placed the label in a position to literally do nothing while at the same time taking for themselves the vast majority of her income from all sources. Yeah. 
You want to know why this sounds so familiar? What's up? It's because it's the Taylor Swift situation. Really? Right? Because she had her the whole uh, legal debacle with her label over the rights of her songs and how they wouldn't release them to her. Like, she couldn't perform some of her earliest songs. They wouldn't let her perform. Didn't she lie about that? You know, I don't know. I feel like she got caught lying about like, that. I don't know anything about this. All I know is that she was making a lot of Tumblr posts and getting a bunch of publicity. How long ago was this? A few months. Then she probably lied about that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But this is just another situation where we're seeing a currently high-profile female musician mm-hmm. coming out and saying, I'm in a raw deal because of these men. That's why it sounds familiar, because Taylor Swift was very much saying, I'm a woman and these men are trying to take advantage of me. Not that that's a wrong thing to say, because it's accurate. I mean, it, are, it is men that are heading the record label and are making these decisions and have them in raw deals. But that's why it, that's what I'm saying is why it sounds so one-to-one. Because it's Megan Thee Stallion, female artist, saying these men are trying to keep me down. Taylor Swift said the same thing about, what was that dude, Justin Bieber's, like... Something scooter, scooter, scooter Bronson, yeah, scooter Scooter Bronson, yeah, it was him. That's the that was the Taylor Swift thing. That was like her versus Scooter Braun, and then like apparently like Kim K and Kanye had a thing. He's like it's the first thing, one of the first things that comes up. Scooter Braun, Taylor Swift, yeah. I don't know if it's Taylor Swift herself or her PR team, but who, whatever she's got going on, where she was like she had the Kim K and Kanye beef thing, and yeah. then the Scooter Braun, Justin Bieber thing. She's, she knows how to stay on top of the media, like, cycle, constantly. Like, she just she just always knows how to stay on top of it and in circulation with people talking about her. So, again, I don't know if she's perpetuating this herself, but I think she has a really, really good PR team, a marketing team, getting her out there. Because, fuck me, I haven't listened to a Taylor Swift song. In my life, (laughs) I'm not either. I constantly see her. Any Taylor Swift song I've heard was incidental. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Now let's get back into some familiar territory. Let's go. Let's talk that nerdy news. First things first, I got a little bitty thing. Spawn is finally coming to Mortal Kombat 11. And that, listen, that is like an inkling of joy for me because I have never liked any of the cameos that they've done ever. Not even Jason? No. Okay. No, I didn't like Freddy, Jason, Kratos. Didn't they do Alien? Yes. They did the Alien and the Predator. Okay. They did... Predator's cool. Jason, Leatherface. Yeah. I just wasn't impressed with any of them. Mm -hmm. The Terminator. That one's pretty cool. Joker and Harley Quinn. They did that for Mortal Kombat 11 as well. Okay. So, yeah, the... Weird one, Injustice, also exists, but okay. Okay, so here's my big issue there, right? Yeah. So... Before MK9, yeah. there was Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe. Okay. Which, that, that game should have just been rated M. Okay. Uh, because the whole concept of it is their universes are clashing, mm-hmm. and both sides are being corrupted with some energy called rage. Yeah. And creative, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, all right. And so, it makes them more violent. Okay. The, Listen, the DC universe, in the pages of the comics, DC is pretty violent. Yeah. All right, people lose arms, people get, I don't know, laser beamed in half, I whatever. think probably what they wanted was they didn't want 
people to be able to see Batman get his heart torn out by Scorpion or something. That is exactly what they meant. But that that's pretty much what they said. Yeah. Uh, before the game's release, they who said, "Who the fuck cares? It's Mortal Kombat." Dude. It, and that's what, that was the counter argument the yeah. whole time. So they were like, you know, um, in, instead of fatalities, we just have heroic brutalities, mm-hmm. which are just really watered down and censored fatalities. Yeah, like you just punch them a lot or something, yeah. I guess. I don't yeah. know. But in that game, the Joker's fatality was he would do the prop gun, mm-hmm. and the little bag flag would come out, mm-hmm. and then he would do it a second time and shoot him, but the camera would cut away. Okay. They reused it in Mortal Kombat 9 with Shang Tsung's character, okay. where he literally transformed into a clown yeah. and just did the same thing. Yeah. And so anytime I saw it, I was like, dude, what, why the fuck didn't you just do that in the last game? Yeah. And then... They're, now they're putting them in Mortal Kombat 11 and I'm just thinking you know why don't they just remake or redo this uh, MK versus DC yeah. and they just go all out Yeah. because I don't think there's going to be anything I don't think there's going to be any direct sequels mm. or strict Mortal Kombat titles after MK11 because yeah. I feel like that's just the end of this trilogy because yeah. time, time travel was involved as a story element Okay. so they're it's probably gonna be another reboot or, mm-hmm. or whatever re- retelling of the story. Yeah. Um, but my excitement for Spawn is because one, he actually looks like a fun character to play as, mm. and they got the OG Keith David to come okay. back and do his voice. Okay. Keith David, dude, like his voice, like you know Uncle Joe. Uncle Joey's voice sounds like mm-hmm. like a, a, a an old muscle car. Yeah, actually, it, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate description. Yeah, it, it, Keith David's voice, like Keith David, just sounds like Keith David's voice sounds like pure anger, mm-hmm. like like an ass whooping about to happen. What are some of the most famous Keith David characters? Because I've heard his name so much, but I don't know what he's done. Spawn. Spawn. Okay. Like, I I just know the name Keith David. Spawn. He did one of the voices in Halo. Okay. He did. Probably like Arbiter or something. Yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because Arbiter's like a... Kind of. He was in a barbershop. He was in one of the Saints Row games. Okay. So he's kind of like... He's in Rick and Morty. He's the president. Okay. So he's kind of like a slightly... I'm not going to say slightly less famous. He's like a Nolan North kind of voice actor who's just in stuff Adventure Time Aladdin yeah Hercules yeah Legend of Tarzan that's 2001 Disney Tangle Fantastic Four 95 that's a cartoon Final okay. Space okay Gargoyles so, so he's done a lot more animated stuff than he has video game stuff whereas Nolan North has done more video game stuff than animated stuff yes okay Justice League OKKO OK that's a newer show Mm-hmm. Spider-Man animated, so additional voices. Yeah. Teen Titans. Spectacular Spider-Man, Todd McFarlane, Spawn. The Spawn mm-hmm. one is the best one because he just says stuff in there that and his voice is so grisly. It, it's some hard-ass yeah. shit. Uh, let's see. Got it. So my man is famous. Famous voice actor. Yes, dude. Why Why is it so hard to grasp? No, I get it. No, I, I, I understood as soon as you started reading the list. Princess Mononoke. Oh, he was the princess. I get it. Yeah, dude. He he's very versatile now as well. Yeah. Okay, video games. Here we go. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Coraline, Darksiders Genesis, Disney, yeah. Disney something, 
Fallout 97, Halo 2, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 5, Marvel Heroes, Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3. Ooh, he was probably at the Admiral. David Anderson. Yep. Yep, Admiral Anderson. There. That makes sense. That makes so much sense. I know his voice exactly now. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad. Okay. Hats off to Keith David. Hats off to Mr. David. Yes. Next you know up. what? Talking about this for a second, Injustice versus Mortal Kombat. Cool. Injustice, the one thing it seems like it's missing for me is any sort of actual tangible violence. Kind of on the level of Mortal Kombat where it gets bloody. Oh, no, stuff it like is, that. it's very much violent. Well, Injustice is violent, right? But you don't see people dying. <laughs> you, you do, though. Do you, though? Like, see it? Are you talking about video games? Or video are you talking, game. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Obviously, I'm talking about the video games. But I'm talking about versus Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. You know, like the Injustice video games. You like, we'll see Superman give a big punch, or we'll see Flash do this gigantic, like, super fast thing where he's like taking somebody and like dragging them through fucking time real fast, where they should probably be blown apart by how fast he's going, but they aren't. And it feels like that's the one thing that's missing from Injustice for me. Like, the hits seem very, like, meaty. Like, these are, like, powerful hits that you can almost feel while you're playing it, but, like, satisfying hits but there's no result from them. It's like Superman hits a dude super fucking hard or laser beams him and he just goes, ow. And you're like, come on, man. Let yeah. me see something. Yeah. You know, like I'm, and I'm not a guy who is all about gore and wants to see shit get But would you accept gradual me. damage? Kind of. I mean, like, it depends on the character again. It's going to take me out of it if Superman just goes pew, pew, pew with his laser eyes on you like 50 times and then all you did was rip your shirt a little bit. It's going to take me a bit out of it. I'm going to be like, really? Mm. Like, they, they should probably be dead, you know, but that's whatever. Injustice is just weird like that. It's one of those weird fighting games for me. It feels like DC is just holding their characters on the super high pedestal, you know? Marvel vs. Capcom was cartoony, right? So that you didn't expect them to take it to that level, mm-hmm. right? Even though it was like Wolverine fighting um, Professor Phoenix Wright. Right, even though Phoenix Wright versus Wolverine is probably going to get killed, <laughs> he didn't, and you expected it because cartoon. Yeah. DC versus Mortal Kombat. I'm expecting Scorpion to say, "Get over here," mm-hmm. to Batman and rip him, right. rip him up. But that's whatever. <sighs> so then, other than that, it looks like we got a bunch of rumors. Okay. Just a lot of rumors. So we got the. GTA 6 rumor and then we have the Def Jam rumor which one do you want to talk about first let's talk about GTA 6 because I got opinions on Def Jam so alright so one Rockstar has been allegedly teasing something so if we just Mm -hmm. look up Rockstar they posted I've seen some of these teases they posted all they did was repost their logo Mm -hmm. with a certain caption on it and I thought that caption was dope Uh, yeah like a dope enough to get get a tattoo on it that's all I'm saying Open up to get a tattoo on you, like yeah. Baby Yoda with a white glove. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, new logo variations have been discovered on Rockstar.com. One of which includes the words "killing dreams, murdering people, fighting the righteous, bullying the weak." Okay. Yeah, I would. Um, if I had to guess about that, I feel like that's an overview of all Rockstar games. Yeah, it really is. To yeah. be honest, I feel like with. 
maybe they're stepping a little bit away from GTA Online and making very, very big things for it anymore. They they are so steadily releasing content for that game that it's almost unreal. I think it's probably the best supported game post-launch that we've ever seen. Um, but Red Dead Online hasn't had basically anything yet. So if I really had to assume what they were doing, I would say that they're about to do something big for Red Dead Online because they haven't yet. They've had a few updates here and there, uh, a little bounty system or something. What do you think about this aesthetic right here for their logo? What What do you think that alludes to? Yeah, when I look at the actual logo itself, I it doesn't you. look Wild West. It it looks like <coughs> like a blueprint almost. Yeah, it does, which would kind of tie into heists on GTA Online. Yeah, because you have the big blueprint boards that you have to plan them on. But um, that would be so weird to me for them to be doing another big gigantic thing for GTA Online. I mean, obviously it's a cash cow for them that they can milk probably for the next ten years easily, but. Everybody is kind of expecting Rockstar to be doing something else, like something new. It's about that time for them to have something else, even though Red Dead 2 came out, what, two years ago now? Yeah. And it's not, it's not been that long, and usually their time frames for game to game are like five to seven years. Now, allegedly, so, we're getting, getting something on the 25th. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. Now, this is someone, else, someone else's conspiracy brain. Bringing up uh, mm-hmm. this this whole thing, making the, that conclusion. The first time that I saw this, I was super cynical about it, and I was like, you know what? It's probably them just teasing the next car on GTA Online. Really? Yeah, that was that was me being super cynical about it. But I could see it. I could see them doing something. I hope they're doing something. Honestly, I love Rockstar games. I always have Rockstar, Bethesda, um, before Bioware. Yeah, but not anymore. But like those three companies, anything they made, I would have loved to play. Um, so I'm hoping it's a new game, but we'll see. I mean, twenty when the twenty fifth comes, we'll see. We'll see. I doubt it. This is now, mind you, this is somebody else's conclusion. Yeah, uh, it's not a entirely credible source. Mm-hmm. Real quick, true or false? Because the PS2 turned twenty years old, mm-hmm. they voted on the Goat PlayStation Two game, San Andreas. True or false? Do, or better yet, agree or disagree? Greatest of all time PlayStation 2 game. No, San Andreas has already voted greatest of all time. Like, do I agree with that statement? Yeah, yeah do you agree or disagree? Greatest of all time. We are talking specifically PS2, right? Yes. I would probably agree, yeah. I don't think it was exclusive to PS2, though, was it? No, but uh, for, for the PS2. Would you say yeah. that was the greatest game of all time on that system? Yeah, I think so. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I owned a PS2 back then, but and I played San Andreas myself, but I didn't have a very big repertoire of games. Like, I didn't play a whole lot of different stuff because we were broke. Yeah. I, was, I was like a broke kid, so I think GTA was probably... Like, San Andreas was one of probably five PS2 games I played. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm qualified to make the statement, but if I had to say... It's definitely up there. I mean, everybody else seems to agree. Right? Right. For me, I think it's up there. Yes. I think it'd be much harder to decide a greatest of all time for other consoles. But I don't know. PS2 had a fucking big library, man. Like, big. Um, So we're not in our usual recording space, and we have all these giant fucking windows around us. Yeah. And so, like, it looked like somebody was, like, about to come in and... I was I was gonna have to 
get yeah. the muscle here to go and handle get, it. Get the muscle, yeah. yeah. yeah no problem. No problem, boss. Uh, but, yeah, I think, yeah, probably. You're pro- yeah, probably. Probably greatest of all time. Probably. Yeah, probably. Just like a lot of people say, GoldenEye, greatest of all time on what? 64? 64, or Mario 64, greatest of all time on 64. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Just Why like, not? yeah, Sleeping Dogs is just like Chinese Grand Theft Auto. And, and okay, Yakuza. you can say that. It's wrong, but you it's, can say it's, that. It's just, it's, I'm not, it's I don't like, take this It's like Yakuza there. mixed with Grand Theft Auto. Like, it's. You hurt me. <laughs> you just hurt me, and I don't know if you know how bad you hurt me, but you hurt me pretty bad right there. Moving on to our next topic. Um. I'm going to bring this up. Okay. I think something that's going to hurt a lot of games announcements and the gaming industry as a whole is due to this coronavirus craziness. Well, well, breaking news, E3 is canceled. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. I assumed it was going to A lot happen. of conventions are canceled. Yeah, exactly. So, what, so I think it's called GDC? Yep. GDC. GDC, canceled. canceled. South by Southwest, canceled. Canceled, yes. E3, canceled. All of these big gaming conventions are being canceled, and that is going to really suck for the consumer because we are now not going to know anything. The best alternative is uh, streaming conferences. Yeah. So they are... Everyone is going to have to go the route of Nintendo and do Nintendo Directs, except like a Microsoft Direct or a PlayStation Direct. Yeah. They're going to just have to do that. Well, isn't E3 at a point now where, I don't know, the whole convention process is really necessary? Kind of. I mean, like, E3 is kind of, like, outdated. All of these things are kind of outdated. When Nintendo is able to do a Nintendo Direct, not show up to any of this stuff, and get the same amount of sales and, like, super, like, passionate fans getting super, like, riled up for it and excited, and they're generating hype super easily without spending all the money to go out there, set up big demo booths, and pay for these giant things, E3 is not necessary. GDC is not necessary. Mm. But at the same time, nobody knows Microsoft or Sony for being the type of companies to have that type of fan interaction and relationships. Because something about Nintendo is they just feel very homey. They feel very like like they have a very good relationship with the fan, like like a one to one relationship. Like they're down to earth with you. Microsoft and Sony seem like big corporation, like corporate giants talking down to us. Yeah. Whereas Nintendo always feels like they're on our level talking to us about things. Like Reggie fils he seemed just like a, a video game fan who mm. happened to also be a corporate guy. And he was just talking to us about things he was excited about. That's what it seemed like. And the same with Doug, Doug Bowser that they have now. Um, and what Microsoft has what, Phil Spencer? Yes. Like, what? Yes. You know? Sony has whoever? I don't know. You know, it's like... No clue. Yeah, exactly. They used to have that one guy who did the commercials. You know, the white guy with the blonde hair who did all the PlayStation commercials? No. Fuck, man. But if I, I saw, I would remember. Yeah, for sure, because it was huge during our childhood. He was, like, on every single PS3 commercial. Um, but usually it would be him, like, walking just like walking around talking while shit was going on behind him or whatever. Are you remember. talking about the Apocalypse commercial? No, because like, there was, like, a series. There was, like, t- tons of these, like, dozens of commercials where there was this one guy... They're one spokesman guy, but they like cut him for something. He did like another, he did a commercial with another company or something, and I think they had to cut him for that. But he, he was the closest we had. All I remember PlayStation commercials for being like incredibly obscure. Yeah, they had a lot of those right before the PS3 came out. No, this, no, this actually is the PS3 commercial. What? So it's like the baby with the the demon eyes? Exactly. That was like, Right, I think that was pre-release of PS3. Yeah, like that was their like, hey, we've got something coming. But it was like, what the fuck, you, what, what? 
<laughs> PlayStation was <laughs> that, that commercial is like way ahead of its time. Yeah, that that's like a Hideo Kojima commercial. Yeah, like that's to me that that's not a PS that's not a console selling commercial. <laughs> that's like a no, Death Stranding not. commercial. No, it's definitely not. Like, the fucking PlayStation's in the white room, and the mm-hmm. Rubik's Cube just floats and solves itself, and then the colors yeah. explode everywhere. Yeah. Like, what the what the fuck did you just try to sell me? What, yeah. What just happened? Yeah. Meanwhile, the Microsoft commercials, fucking Master Chief shooting aliens, and, like, fucking people jumping, like, Call of Duty guys coming down from helicopters on rafters and shit. Like, a bunch of exciting actual game stuff. Yeah. Sony's just a weird, like, porcelain baby with one eye gone, just, like, crying in a room by itself. It's like, what? It's, it's just like... <laughs> Get away from it me. It was, like, Kanye West-level artistic. Yeah. Before anyone was ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's a real good commercial. Yeah. But, but what the fuck was that? Yeah. I think, I guess, that's really all they wanted you to do was say, what was that? And remember it. Because, obviously, we remember it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it achieved its goal. But then they made it cost six hundred dollars on release. Yeah, and so it, oh, all yeah. of it was out of the window no. anyway. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of which, what's up? Do you know about the big like pricing uh, like conundrum that they're going through right now for the new consoles? No. So, uh, at investor meetings for Sony uh, in regards to the PS Five, there have been pull up, Jamie. Pull it up, Jamie. There have been a lot of like internal uh, emails and meetings going on where they're like. We want the price to be under $500 for the new console, but they're worried that they won't be able to do that while also getting a decent amount of revenue because of how much the components cost to build the PS5s. So from high snobiety, mm-hmm. as of now, there is no confirmed price for the PS5, but with many hardware specs and rumors already out there, experts have calculated that the console might come with an eye-watering price of 800 I don't know how plausible that is, but and then we'll, let's look at this uh, Series yeah. X. Uh, I don't think Xbox has said it yet either, but a lot of people are assuming that the Xbox... The Series X doesn't yet have an official price, but we yeah. expect it to go for a premium given its high specs. For context, both the original Xbox One and Xbox One X launched at a 499 price point. Yeah. So what I've seen online from a lot of people that I would kind of consider more reputable sources on this... I feel like it's um, going to be the console renaissance all over again. It is. Uh, Sony is purposefully waiting until Microsoft announces their price point because they're very worried about overshooting by a wide margin like they did with the PS3 and then suffering in- immediately because of it. Um, and Xbox is kind of trying to do the same thing. They're kind of waiting to see what Sony does and also kind of strategically making it so that when they do release a price, Sony might be too late in their like kind of conversations about what the price is going to be to then try to undercut or come as close to Xbox as they can. So like we're talking like right before holiday season enters, Xbox might say four ninety nine. We're project again. and it's project at least holiday twenty twenty, right? Yes, it's this year. Okay. So Okay, pinch your pennies, kids. Exactly. Okay. So okay. Xbox is probably gonna hit five hundred again. That's their goal. That's their like target that they wanna hit. And PS5 is probably going to be 600 Will you get an opening console? Actually, if we want to talk real quick life segment, like just a very brief thing, I'm getting a new job soon that's going to pay me very well. And I'm the, big bucks. And the big buck. Oh, and, uh, yes. I probably will be getting a both unreleased. <laughs> 
hopefully, ideally. But um, yeah, make it fucking rain. Yeah, but like you know, knock on wood real quick. Hope y'all didn't hear that. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to get both of those on release and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming Sony's gonna get fucked. I'm assuming it really? because if you look at the specs for these consoles, they're nutty, and they're having like proprietary. SSD technology in their consoles to try to make loading times <laughs> uh, to try to make their loading times as short as possible. They had some type of investor meeting that was leaked a while back where they were using Spider-Man uh, as a benchmark and they showed the loading time currently on PS4 from going f- from like a cutscene to gameplay and it lasted like four seconds or something like that yeah. and then they showed it on the PS5 like like super super early framework like just open hardware box thing they had laying there and it was like 0.2 seconds it just went cutscene gameplay just immediately and they were like this is what you're going to expect from every single game on the PS5 because we're using state of the art only seen in PS5 hardware for our SSD that just moves it right to right to gameplay so I'm assuming I don't know how much I I, I think uh, 800 is gonna sell I don't know if it's gonna sell like that unless there's like some sort of trade-in deal then I, I really don't see it selling that well $800 is that is above even the adjusted PS3 pre- no I think that is actually just about the adjusted PS3 release price for inflation PS3 released the 600 and then yeah and that was 600 in 2005 five six something like that yeah somewhere 2005 2006 I want to say eight Hey, can you, Jamie, can you pull that up? <laughs> pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> okay, so let's see. I'm just going to look it up as well over here. Yes, there you go. November 11th, 2006. Okay. okay. Release price adjusted for inflation. Jamie, why don't you give me that real quick? Inflation calculator. So we have... Hold on. All right. Oh, I got all of the consoles ever released here. So we are using the. Oh, okay. Just for reference, we're using yes. the Morgan Freeman. So into the initial year. All right. Two thousand six. So in two thousand sixteen dollars. Two thousand sixteen dollars. Yeah, because that's what this IGN article shows me. In twenty sixteen dollars, the PlayStation 3's five ninety nine price point would have been seven fifteen sixty three. So at eight hundred dollars. So it would be more expensive than the PS3 was on release. Adjusted for inflation. Well, adjusted for 2019. Yeah. What would cost $600 in 20, 2006 would cost 779.24 yeah. in 2019. So it would literally be a repeat of what they did with the PS3. So I really don't think that that number is accurate at all though. Mm-hmm. Because even even when you consider numbers that are adjusted for inflation, $600 right now is still a lot of fucking money. is in the realm of impossibility for most people. Because even if money is worth less, quote-unquote, now than it was back then, people don't have stockpiles of it laying around still. We still have the same amount of money that we had back then, right? Our dollar just doesn't go as far, I guess, kind of. So nobody's going to spend a fucking house payment on a PS5. No one can do that. Definitely not. So they're going to know that, and I'm going to assume that in order to try to cut costs as much as they can, they're going to make extremely small hard drive versions 
of the console to sell at a very cheap price. So they're going to have like a 120 gig version, like a 500 gig version, and then they're going to have like a 50 gig version or something, a 60 gig or whatever that sells for $500. And that's going to be the version that everybody buys, and then everyone's going to get mad because they're going to say, I don't have enough space on this. And then we're going to be, we're going to have another problem. But that's just my prediction. How much are games going to sell for? Same same price. So still 60. They have to be. Because we've, we've been in the type of discussion where people are saying, like, it's due for games to start to cost more. And we've had that discussion for the past five years. Like, games should be costing $80. Games should cost $100. But they don't do it because whoever the first company is to do that will then just say they're basically committing market suicide where no one's going to buy their fucking games anymore. They're just going to say, oh, okay, so i got to spend $40 more to get a PS5 game or i got to spend $40 more to get an Xbox game. I'm just going to sell my console and <laughs> get the other one. You know what I mean? But, that, yeah, that discussion's been going on for a while because games have stayed the same price for, like, thir- 20, 30 years. So... I think, didn't NES games, like original NES games, cost a fucking ton of goddamn money? Like the cartridges? I uh, can't say anything about the NES, because I did not have one, but Even I N64. know for sure on the PS1 and the N64, <laughs> they were up there in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. I remember 50, I feel like I remember 50 being the point before, and then it raised to 60 around the, like, P, the 360 PS3 era. So, I feel like that's when they jumped once, and it was only $10. But I feel like before that as well, in the cartridges, because cartridges just cost a fucking arm and leg to make, I think back then they cost 70 So, I mean, we've it's been fluctuating based on the prices, but kind of back to our original point here on the conventions getting shut down, hurting the game industry. Another thing that a lot of people haven't considered is the places... Where do, what do you think... Where do you think that these companies get their discs produced from or in the terms of like the Nintendo Switch where do you think they get their cartridges actually manufactured like where do you think they get their cartridges built I'm not sure in China yeah and due to the coronavirus scares especially in China a lot of companies are having their people work from home or just not come into work sometimes the government has mandated people to stay home um, and obviously that hurts not just the video game industry, a ton of industries, because China is an export first country. They manufacture a ton of the world's goods. But when we're talking about compact discs, especially, I'm, I'm sure Sony and Microsoft have a ton of specific manufacturing companies or like bases in China. It, it's going to disrupt their production. And it's probably already started to affect some of their production for components for PS5s, for Xboxes, Nintendo Switch cartridges have been, like, there's been worries that some games would be delayed, like Animal Crossing might experience another delay, like, further back, because they won't be able to produce the cartridges in time, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, but I think we just have to wait and see, essentially. Um, needless to say, I think that this year is going to be a very slow year for the consumer, which is kind of strange considering it's also a console release year. Yeah. The consumer's going to basically get no information unless they search for it online, which is unfortunate for these companies. 
they're going to have to try to find ways to get people excited. And the only company I know that can do it without big conventions is Nintendo. And they do it consistently. Oh, yeah. I believe it. We'll see. I, th- I think everybody, don't be surprised if we see a Microsoft Direct and a Sony Direct soon. Because we're going to have to. They're going to have to. Yeah. They'll, they'll live stream from somewhere mm-hmm. safe. Or they'll just do some type of investor meeting and say, you're free to talk about this. Which is the wrong way to do it. Yeah. But, you know. What's next on the dock? Let's go on and get into this life segment, man. I Let's mean, go. Let's go I on. really didn't have anything uh, super nerdy, anything. Well, actually, I did. I have one more thing to talk about. Because I did tell you to talk about it. I told you I was going to put it in the notes. Mm-hmm. Parallels versus intended narratives. Yeah. Let's, let's just get this out of the way real quick. Okay. So this seems to be a commonly running theme when people talk about anime. Yeah. Especially when black people talk about anime. Okay. Yeah, now I know exactly they what you're talking They do about. this thing yeah. where if any group is oppressed in any series, it's mm-hmm. supposed to represent black people. Yeah. Saiyans. The mm-hmm. Ishvalan and Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Fucking the Uchiha clan. Yeah. Even though there are people who are drawn who, who who are black in that series. Yeah. The village hidden in the clouds or mm-hmm. or the, the lightning, whatever. Yeah. What, what the fuck ever. Yeah. Uh there even though there are people who are like that, they still say because they were the strongest and they were oppressed and they were forced out of their land. Yeah. Like we 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 gotta discuss just because there are some parallels and similarities does not mean that that was the writer's intention. Yeah. If anything, I would say that that's kind of racist on the writer's behalf. Yeah. Because what you're telling me is they is they sat there and they were drawn and they were thinking of the story and they were like, wow, what what do I know black people for best? Be yeah. a slave. Yeah, that. And then they also were like, let me write a story about the struggle of black people and let me make it more palatable to Japanese people by making them all light colored by making them all light skinned yeah. which is also racist and then you're telling and then you're telling me that you were that you saw like well I'm not I'm not gonna like try to bash or shame but it just seeing yeah. a, a struggle in fiction and then being like that was supposed to be me or that that relates to me come on what, what, are, you, what are you trying yeah. to say it's it's reaching I think it's one thing to interpret a media however you want to interpret it, right? Yeah. That's perfectly fine on its own. But when you try to present it as though it was the artist's actual intention, that's where you've kind of left the kind of realm of personal opinion and what it meant to you, and you're trying to start to say what it should mean to everyone, which is just not, that's just not how art works. I'm sorry. If you want to say, I, I personally see the black struggle represented in this piece of media, that's fine. You can yeah. see that, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Like, sure, tell me all about it, what you see in this. But don't say, this is about this. Like, this yeah, is no. about the black struggle, or this is about the gay community, or this is about uh, how Republicans are oppressed by the media. Or like, okay, that's weird that you saw that in My Hero Academia. Don't know why. <laughs> don't know where you got that, but all right. Um, just don't tell everyone else how to experience yeah, you know, it's have some it's have some respect for everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, don't force a narrative. And, and I bring this up because somebody said during the thread they said mm-hmm. we all know 
And it, and we it, was all a, it was a black cosplayer thread. Somebody posted an article, and it was like, these mm-hmm. are the people who are changing the face of cosplay because they're cosplayers of colors. And then it yeah. turned into a whole conversation about how these characters should be black, and this is supposed to represent black people in the character, yeah. and they should have been black from the start because yeah. they act a certain way. Somebody said, sure. we all know singing should have been black. And I was like, how do you figure that? And, and the dude's response was, because Frieza called them monkeys. Okay. I mean, I guess they do turn into giant names, but that's really racist if, they, you, if you see that as them being black. They, that's bad. That's not good. They, okay. That's racist from all fronts. Yeah. That's <laughs> like if you perceive them to have to be black because they turn into big monkeys or because Frieza called them that, Bro, you're I mean, racist I need, for I making that. I get my, 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 my kufi or my, my yeah. dashiki on so yeah. I can get into to my, bro, my brother mode yeah. and, and this break this down. See, that's bad, man. The Saiyans represent black people uh-huh. because a white yeah. alien monster yeah. called them monkeys. Yeah. They were oppressed. Yeah. They were kings on the planet Vegeta until yeah. Frieza would not free them. <laughs> Okay. Now, in the Cell no, Saga, no. brothers, it was the product no, no, no. of a white Dr. Jiro. I think he was Japanese. Jiro. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh-huh. European. Mm. And he created Cell in the image of the Saiyans, of the black man. I think they're all Japanese. So to speak. <laughs> and what did Cell do to become perfect yeah. he absorbed them this is a parallel brothers yeah of how they take our culture yeah. and absorb it into them to become there perfect there it is physicality there it is. spirit rhythm brothers wake up wake up use your third <laughs> eye <laughs> oh no dude what a Boo? Majin. My kin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, man. Look, I, I don't know how you survive in these communities look, on Facebook, brothers. dude. He turned them to chocolate. He yeah. was pink. What else is pink and angry? Yeah. A white man <laughs> in Walmart. Okay. When he is yelling. Yes. At his family. Yeah. Think, brothers, open your third eye. Yeah. I mean, look, if I if I did have my third eye open the entire time I watched anything ever, I would probably see that. <laughs> I'd probably see that reflected in it. But man, dude, how do you actually survive in these in these communities on Facebook and stuff? I don't. Yeah. I don't. It feels like every anytime you decide, you know what? It's I'm like, gonna tune in real quick today. See what's going on. It's like every taking a hit off a cigarette. Like yeah, each yeah. time takes six years off your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you all, anytime you go there, you come back with a story. Yeah. And I just, I don't get it, man. It's wild to me. I think this is, I mean, it's not something that is unique to the black community. We see it everywhere. People want to see representation for whatever group they are a part of, right? It's natural. But to force it is, I mean, come on. You know, 
we shouldn't be at a place where it ha- people have to feel that they have to force it. Okay, I'll say that. Yeah. But don't just don't force it. Also, in your third eye, <laughs> brothers. <laughs> what anime should have been black? Do you think if you had to say one that should have been black, because it's not it's not Dragon Ball. I don't know. Uh, Samurai Shampoo. I I guess. Is that the only one? Afro Samurai was black. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Was that anime? Yeah. Was it made in Japan? No. I don't know. I'm not sure. I classified as anime. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop could have been. Jet could have been black. What? Cowboy Bebop. Jet? Yeah, Jet could have been black. I guess he is. Because they made a, a list of the black characters in Cowboy Bebop, and he was on there. It's also it's also a super distant future where races have probably been kind of muddied, like super hard. You sure and he's about that? olive colored. You sure about that? Isn't it? Isn't it a super far distant future? Well, so I mean, there's space travel. Yeah, farther from our future. Yeah. But then the, like the second episode had like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and yeah, that is who that was. <laughs> okay. Well. All uh, right. Pretty cool. Yeah. The set, and then there was like the episode with the mushrooms. Yeah, where they they had that whole thing going on. Yeah. Also, Edward is brown. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like Jet radiated a type of energy. You know what though? When it goes into his backstory, the dude mm-hmm. who shot him was a black dude. Okay. So. I don't think so. Okay. It's, Maybe not. No. That's weird that they consider him a black dude in anime. Then. I, I thought it was like a play on his name. Yeah, and I was, uh, was yeah. kind of like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. There are black characters in anime, and they're becoming more and more. They it used to be really bad. They would always be really stereotypical and mm-hmm. kind of like even down to their design. Uh, used to be really bad, but now they're starting to become more and more kind of just normal black characters in anime. Um, there's this one slice of life ish anime called Azoken which takes place like 50 years in the future in a high school and there's a ton of um, foreign students at their high school a lot of black students a lot of uh, lighter light skinned like Hispanic students just people from all over the world in there and they're not drawn in any sort of you know egregiously stereotypical way they're just drawn like normal people just black Japanese video games are still bad with it though they still have bad black characters except for Yakuza which has Gary Buster Holmes. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> and the one black convenience store worker guy who goes, Hiroshima-san. So they have, they have that going for him. Is there any black characters in Kingdom Hearts? Except for the nobodies? <laughs> Dude, they, they have Barrett in the Final the Fantasy Heartless. VII, and he's like the brother yeah. character. Yeah, Final Fantasy has a good black character. There yeah, come on, soldier boy. Yeah, okay. Let's see what you're made of. When are they going to have black characters stop talking like that, too? I don't know. Because I don't think they ever will, because I think that's what everybody... Why do they all talk like Black Dynamite? Like, that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the next stereotype that has to be broken down. First, we had to get the visuals with the giant lips we had to, and the big afros. We had to get that, walk it back a little bit, and then they started to look normal-ish. But then they still talked like Black Dynamite, so yeah, now we got to walk that back a little bit, have them just get... talk like normal. Where's Keith David when you need him? Where is Keith David when you need him? What was that guy's name who was on um, Mad TV? Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar. Where's Phil Lamar when you need him? You know? 
He's got. He's a good voice actor too. All right. Ready to jump in this life segment? Let's go. I'm gonna refresh. Get a little swig of the hentai juice. So. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> you got hentai juice, honey. His bottle is, uh, if y'all know the Ahegao face hentai shirts, that's what his whole bottle is wrapped in. It just looks like that. <laughs> and the liquid in there is really weird. It's not just normal water. It's got a weird, like, film to it. I don't know. Something's not right. I'm getting a real weird scent off of the bottle, too. There it is. All right. Yeah. He's closed it up. We're safe again, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there goes. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do yeah. something a little yakuza. I wanted to say refreshing in Japanese, but uh, I don't speak any Japanese. That's so. fine. Yeah, that's fine. You're Chill out. Wanted to have some sparkles coming off the bottom. Just yeah. Itadakimasu. Yeah. I mean, Life yeah. water. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm tweaking. All right. Get into your life cycle okay, already. Okay, bro. Um, you want to you want to answer a question, or do you want to just talk talk you or me, or let's do the questions first. All right, so you know, when I'm not getting bombarded, well, when I'm not seeking out things to take six years off my life, yeah. Every now and then, one of my Facebook friends will post a little something interesting, and uh, well, sure. you know, I tagged you on it, told you put it on the notes. That's so awesome. shout out to the friend who posted this, mm-hmm. and they asked the question. Would you rather be friend-zoned yes. or ghosted? Yeah. And that was, I thought it was a little interesting because I was like, all right, well, we, might, we might be able to open up on this, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Put it on a docket. You know? I saw your answer already. I've, I've, been, I've been on, well, I can elaborate a little bit more now because yeah. a little bit of time has passed, but yeah. uh, let's see what you got. So I feel like most people have probably had both of these experiences from both genders, yeah. from all walks of life. Everybody's been friend-zoned at some point. Everybody's been ghosted at some point. We had a we had a movement back in the day that was trying to say friend zoning didn't exist, but it always exists because people always approach new relationships with people with en- different you, energies. You can't Sometimes be friend zone because they said the friend zone does not exist. Yeah, they said the friend zone doesn't exist because something something or you're just mad a girl didn't want to have sex with you or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like some type of reverse incel kind of like yeah. energy. Like yeah. But it does, it, it's, and it's not always something you have to approach with anger. You can be kind of wistful about it, or like kind of like melancholy about the fact that the friend zone exists because it's just, it's something that sucks. Yeah, it's because I mean, if you're if you're feeling for somebody yeah. and, you, and you like them, like a person can want to be friends with me, and I can feel that attraction for them. But if they say, you know, hey, um, I'm not into you, but you know, I, I like having you as a friend. Yeah. Then, and I agree, like, you know, and I feel that way about them, where I say, yes, I can live mm-hmm. with this person being my friend. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's that's friend zoning. You're yeah. just upset that it couldn't go further. Yeah. And people are allowed to feel that way. For sure, exactly. And a lot of people didn't want, a lot of people were, I think, approaching it from the opposite, uh, from the opposite spectrum, because I think they didn't want to feel guilted, because they didn't want to enter a relationship with somebody, which... You know, fair enough. But it's just human relations. It's just how it works. People feel how they feel, you know. You can't really police it. Yeah. But because we've all felt this type of way, because we've all had some type of unrequited romantic feelings for somebody, and we all know what that feels like, and it's not good, it never is, I think I'd take being ghosted. Yeah. Because with being ghosted, I'm a, you can... Hang on. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, just... uh. 
Well, you go in and explain your yeah. answer, and then I'll, I'll go in and explain mine. Gotcha. So, for me, the reason I would rather be ghosted is because when you have a friend zone, that's something you've got to live with. That's something that you have to, you have to like, keep... You have to continue that relationship under that new pretense where you're always going to have this, these feelings. You're going to have to watch as they enter a relationship with someone else who isn't you, and you're going to be constantly comparing yourself with their interest and stuff like that. Even if it's not you consciously doing it, it's going to happen in your subconscious because those feelings you have for that person are probably still there. You just have to suppress them and push them down, and that sucks. When you're ghosted you can eventually push that person out of your mind. You know what? I think that comes from just overestimating your position with someone. True. True as well. So sometimes, like, our feelings may advance further or yeah. faster yeah. than someone else's. We are just like, yo, this is the one. I'm totally feeling them. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be with this person, and I know I do. And you, yeah. we put all our eggs in one basket. Yeah. And when we're turned down it it just sucks and we're just those eggs are still there in that basket and we're just waiting for them you know yeah if it's some type of like friends on anything that happens immediately that can also feel kind of weird when someone like preemptively says that they're they just want to be friends that also feels kind of like a what like someone pumped the brakes too fast and you're like what it's kind of jarring yeah but there are there are situations where it can happen and it's not it's not bad it's not super bad for either party, and you can kind of just like move on with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure, that can also happen, but we've all had the t- t- the time that it happened that wasn't that. Yeah, and it usually isn't that. So ghosting is just easier for me personally to deal with. I'm gonna take. Uh... All right, so the, the way I approached this question was like I had to look at it as a lesser of two evils because. Yeah. If you just look at it as like, well, do you want to be friends with somebody or do you want somebody to turn them back on you? Mm-hmm. Then that's just, that's, there's clearly an obviously better answer here. Yeah. So I had to look at it as like, okay, which one is going to be worse than the other? Yeah. So I had to kind of, I had to twist the, mm-hmm. the thing of friend zoning a little bit. So yeah. real quick, we're going to kind of come to a little consensus on what friend zoning is in a negative context. And then mm-hmm. we'll do the same thing for ghosting and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So friend zoning negatively is when you know either of you shoot you say i just want to be friends yeah but then the relationship starts to become slanted you know yeah and you're still putting in you know more more towards this friendship and everything and being consistent they Mm -hmm. maybe fall back a little bit and and it just it becomes you doing more for them than they would do for you yeah and and that that's a place you don't want to be and that can be carried out a long time mm-hmm. because it can become kind of a parasitic type deal yeah where they're where their hands are always open and you're just always filling them mm-hmm. because they know that you have that of uh those feeling they yeah. know that you have those feelings for them so you know yeah. they they have an advantage over you mm-hmm. i guess you say so that that is how i had to look at friendship friend zoning in a negative context yeah and ghosting I'm pretty sure we've already talked about this, but it could be any kind of engagement, right? You might yeah. do like a one night. Well, I wouldn't say a one night stand because then it's it's over and done in one night. Yeah. But you might, I don't know, might meet a girl at the club or you might just be out doing whatever. Uh, you might be on the apps. Uh, mm-hmm. You text a little bit. You're mixing it up back and forth. Yeah. And then one day you just don't hear back. Yeah. You just don't hear back. Um, not what it is not is... 
say something fucked up and then yeah. they're just like yeah I'm not gonna talk to this person anymore yeah it's you could go out on one date or your conversation could be going real well but you just mm-hmm. don't you don't hear back from them yeah and and nothing has to go wrong yeah it, it's true it could be totally positive it can be totally in the middle you could be in that gray area yeah. but either party will drop out without a moment's notice yeah it's not like they died it's not like they had an emergency they just didn't want to talk to you yeah i think from the like from the stance of the question from where the question's being posed i think it is in kind of like ultimatums where they're assuming that the friend zoning is a permanent situation and they're also assuming that the ghosting is a permanent situation so what the question's really asking is do you would you rather prefer someone just out of your life is is out of your life completely or that they stay in your life but you have unrequited feelings toward them i still feel like that's i would still i don't know me personally i still want the i would still prefer them to be kind of gone do their thing now if it if it was from that ultimate ultimatum then i would choose the friend zone yeah um now if it was like i just constantly had those feelings then i'd be like oh because if you can learn to to move on from being ghosted, then you yeah. can learn to accept someone as a friend. Yeah, and for sure. I would I would much rather have a friend than you know have to just cut a connection completely. That's true. If it was if it was like some toxic thing, like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, then yeah, you gotta yeah. go. Because I mean, I've had I've had situations where there have been friends zones, and I'm still friends with this person that those people. What's well, actually just we won't get too into that shit, but I'm still friends to this day. We're still friends to this day. And it's not, there's no pretense or subtext there at all. It's just what it is. And it's fine. So I've had positive experiences with that as well as negative experiences. Uh, I've had positive experiences with ghosting, quote unquote, as positive as you can make it, right? Yeah. You, you sure. moving on is as positive as you can get. And negative ones where you're always wondering, like, what happened, right? I've had both. I've had both of both, right? And I think... God, it's so much of a harder question to answer when you do think of it in ultimatums for me. Especially if you compare it to situations you've actually experienced. I think, yeah, I would join you with the friends only thing if it was permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can be good. It can be all right. Yeah. I mean, and, and with, with with ghosting, I, I, if it was like both negatives, then... I said ghosting because it's the quickest way to get a judge of somebody's character. Yeah. Because in the other one, it's like they drag it out and it takes a bigger toll on you. But mm-hmm. uh, plus, ghosts love to come back and haunt you. They they play their role to the fullest. I've been ghosted by plenty yeah. of people who who will still come and peep social media or or like your shit up on the gram, but they'll yeah. never talk to you. Yeah. But they they are watching you and yeah. You know, when a nigga out here living his best life, you know what I'm saying? Hot boy summer. Mm-hmm. And hot boy summer. <laughs> like, hot boy summer's coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is coming up. You know what I'm there saying? Is. I'm down 20 pounds. There Nike's is. got a bunch of shit on sale. Yeah. You know, I've been in the gym. I've been getting my joints. Yeah. You know? You've you been to your dance your dance classes, your yeah. dance purchases, all that stuff? Yeah, I'll be, you know. You've been doing it? I'm in there fucking cutting. Salsa. Salsa <laughs> Verde. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. you know, I'm, I'm cutting it, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm out there doing it. So, uh, you want to talk about personal stuff? We got more questions? Or like, what's going I don't on? know. I don't know. I didn't know that we were going to breeze by that so fast. I mean, yeah, to be honest. I mean, like, I mean, we're at 130. I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you want to get in your personal? In my personal, I mean, like, shit's just still happening. You know, like, uh, where we are, I've said this before in previous episodes, we are continuing to move toward the, uh, the end of the current goal 
for me of graduating college, entering what I consider for me and myself the actual adult life mm-hmm. of real responsibilities coming in, uh, whisking me away into adulthood. But um, I say as a 24-year-old going on 25-year-old man just now entering adulthood. But we're approaching the, the culmination of the goal, finishing college. It's my last semester still. Still working toward that. Getting my first big, big boy job where I'm going to have, like, whole benefits packages and all that stuff. This is my first big one, right, where it's not, like, some type of part-time retail stuff or part-time IT help desk guy or whatever. This is my first full-time big dude thing that I'm doing. So that's going to be cool, interesting. Um, I don't know. Things just feel right now in the moment like they're kind of the wheels are spinning, the wheels are turning, and we're, uh, I'm going places. But it is something that I still have to just kind of coast on and wait until we're all settled. Everything's settled and we're, and we're, and we're good. No huge updates yet on like things like the JET program and stuff. I'm still going to wait to hear back from that. Um, but, you know, as it stands, I'm pretty content. Just, just coasting and waiting. Waiting to hear back. Getting ghosted. <laughs> What about you, man? What can I even say, dude? Like, right now, March is a, it's a fucking loaded month, dude. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So I had a race last week. Yeah. I did, like, a 5K. cleared that in, like, 22 minutes and some change. Look at that. And then, yeah, I averaged out, like, 7.06. And then I have a race next week. Mm-hmm. The week after that, I'm going to be out of town for my first actual competition. Look at that. Which I haven't even really done much training for. But there's going to be workshops and everything, so I'm hoping that being back in the competitive uh, scene and stuff like that and just in a learning space is going to mm. give me the energy to kind of pick my feet up and actually start mm. getting back into it a little so bit this, more. you're talking competitive dance now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I had done... I got into that, and I actually did get back out and practice, like, a little bit, so I did, like, 20 minutes a day just to see yeah. where I was at and see how my body felt because even with all the weightlifting and everything, it does mm-hmm. put certain strains on me. Yeah. And also just the nature of work. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I'm, I'm getting older. I'm not as uh, limber as I used to be or agile. So You're still I, early, mid-20s. I, you have know? To, I have to make certain adjustments to get certain movements right or just relearn them mm-hmm. and rework my mobility because um, yeah. I'm coming back down from being heavier, and so I can't really just throw myself around a lot like that. Yeah. Um, you got to start getting that yoga in there, start getting that, you know, that get limber, you know what I'm saying? That is what I'm doing. I actually like I'm working on like getting the splits and things like that I really want my hips mm-hmm. opened up um, so I can just take the best care of my legs and stuff and my back and all that so mm-hmm. I'm not 40 50 years old and I gotta take a pill for everything that pops cracks and snaps yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah the fucking university emailed me and they were like hey you owe this money so we're gonna start collecting soon unless you can pay by a certain date so I emailed them back and well, you know, it's, it's just a little bonus incentive to keep the yeah. clock ticking. Yeah. And, uh, or to at least to get this fucking money paid off so I can go back to school and then yep. be out, hopefully by the time I'm, like, fucking 26, 27, I hope. Hey, um, you know what, man? I had a supervisor once that we, he got his bachelor's at, like, 38, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not I'm, a race. I'm just ready to be done with all this shit. I'm ready to be back on my, my grind. Yeah. Motherfucking purpose, you know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. niggas is out here doing real things, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 5Ks. Yeah. I, dude. Dance competitions. Look, 
Seven seven minute mile average is pretty crazy. Or I opened up. I opened up way too strong, mm-hmm. and I cleared the first mile in six fifteen. That's crazy. Because I went to register for it. Yeah. And when you get done registering, they say, "How fast do you think you could complete this?" And I said, "I guess like twenty something minutes," because I've been mm-hmm. running with this uh, club, the, the yeah. LRC. You already heard the interview. Yeah. I've been running with them like a couple of times, and I had never cleared three miles consecutively yeah. okay. without stopping. I, I mean, I did that when I was younger, when I was like 13 or something. Yeah. But I always had to like break because I would just run in really short bursts and get tired. Yeah. I didn't know how to pace out or how to just send off the signals in my body to say, hey, keep your legs moving. Yeah. Left, right, motherfucker. Like, yeah. just keep going. Yeah. So when I first did it with the LRC, I averaged it out at like eight minutes and some change. Mm-hmm. And then I kept going a little bit, still eight minutes. And then one day we take a different route and we're going downhill. Yeah. And I come back in like 7.48. Yeah. And then we do it again. I'm doing like 7.30 something. And so even at the start of the year, I told myself my goal is to beat a 7.40 average because that's what I was doing like as soon as I got out of high school. Yeah. And so to open up the first mile at like 615 i was like holy shit like i really fucking breezed that yeah and i'm not and and yes this is me getting it off my chest this is me flexing it a whole fucking lot because i'm just actually putting it out there into the ether gets me pumped yeah uh i get to be proud of yourself bro yeah um just i i wouldn't have gotten here if it wasn't for being around the right people yeah you gotta you gotta be motivated you gotta be you gotta you gotta surround yourself with people who are gonna do it right yeah who well not who are gonna do it right but you gotta i'm gonna say in the words of uh the people at the club find your tribe yeah and don't look back like ever mm-hmm. so when I first started the club, I did have a coworker I wanted to bring with me. Yeah. And me and him, we used to hit the gym all the time and just mm-hmm. cut it because we, like, got along and yeah. shit. And we played fucking PlayStation and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Well, he got a girlfriend and everything again, so he's not as available. And then there would be times where he'd be like, yeah, man, I'm definitely down to come run. And then he might come run, but he would only do a mile or he would talk down on himself and be like, man... I, I can't do three miles. I can only do one mile. And then one day yeah. it just came where he was like, yo, I'm for sure going to show up. I'm for sure going to show up. And then he just didn't show. Yeah. And you know how I get, dude. When it comes to plans and shit, if yeah. you say you're going to be there, I'm going to do that. But if you flake, I'm yeah. going to remember it and I'm going yeah. to look at you differently. Yeah. And then I posted on my snap, like everybody meeting up. And he was like, yo, where's my invite? Yeah, and I'm just like, well, I post the flyers for yeah. everyone before we meet, so yeah, you know the routine. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I just keep it an open door policy at that point. I'm not gonna invite you, but I'm not gonna be mad if you, sh- you know, I'm not gonna be like pressed or anything if you show up. It's not gonna be no bad blood. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm gonna get a little personal here. Uh-huh. He messed up his foot. Gotcha. Saw him at work the Monday after that weekend. Yeah. He's like, man. Doesn't look like I'm going to be running any 5Ks anytime soon. Okay. And it got me a little pissy, and I just told him, it didn't take a messed up foot for me to know that. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a pretty cutting remark, but I get it, man. I get it. So. That's chilling. Because people, it, does, it does not matter 
It doesn't matter if it's fitness. It doesn't matter if it's your personal relationships. It doesn't matter. I don't know. It, people people are always going to do what they want to do. They'll factual. make time for what they want to make time for. It's factual. And I know people are going to contest that latter statement and be like, oh, well, you never know when somebody's going through some other shit. It never fails. People will make time for what they want to make time for. So yeah. if whatever it is you're serious about, you know, you mm-hmm. can't always hold somebody to that same standard as you. Yeah. yeah sometimes passion just dictates action. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that's an absolute. I get you. So if, and I'm sure with you doing the JET program or getting ahead in the East Asian studies or anything yeah. like that, I'm sure you formed your own connections uh, or formed new ones, and then you probably maybe had to drop some old ones. Yeah, to kind of get there, or things just naturally fizzled out. That that one's that one's way more accurate. Yeah, things things do naturally fizzle out. Um, There have been times where it's been like kind of like classroom connections with classmates that I feel like okay, this person and me, we're definitely gonna like help each other, like move forward like push each other to be better at like I don't know like Japanese or something like mm-hmm. uh, and then as soon as that class ended gone like borderline ghosting type behavior yeah. it's just like okay so you had the so you had that energy while we were in class but now that we're not like getting graded on it you're not with it anymore mm-hmm. so I've gotten that kind of, I got gotten that kind of stuff don't like people who are like that old friendships I've had like for years and years and years they've started like kind of fizzle as we naturally like move into yeah. different things like even even something as simple as playing different games every day you know mm-hmm. it happens you know um, but yeah you're right I mean it's just it's the nature of the world man y'all gotta y'all gotta listen to play one here when he talks about this there's a lot of wisdom in this man's words when he, especially when he talks interpersonal relationships yeah so and one thing that is always good to do and this was taught to me by my uncle right so I was 20 years old I went to Philly. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I had seriously danced, but that was the reason I was getting out of the fucking house, right? Yeah. And, nigga, shit, shout out to the fucking coronavirus cause, for fucking up my travel plans because I went and already spent, like, almost $800 to go out west. I'm going to still do it. Yeah. Fuck coronavirus. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I go up to Philly, me with my own. I go to this jam. I have a terrible time. I don't do as much dancing. And I'm putting so much on my fucking, so much pressure on myself that I'm just like, yo, I'm really out of practice. I don't have anything I can show off yeah. or be proud of here. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the car feeling sorry for myself. And he's like, look, you want me to be funny or you want me to be real with you? And mm-hmm. I was like, man, just just be real with me. And he told me a story. He told me about how he played basketball at a mm-hmm. D1 school. And he's like 6'4". So he was there, and he's in his gym, and anytime he goes to practice, he's the best player in the room. Yeah. So his coach tells him, look, you're, you're not going to get any better practicing with us. What I want you to do, though, is I want you to head down to this rec center where I know some, some other guys play. I want you to go, and I want you to play with them. Mm-hmm. He goes down to the rec center or the gym or wherever. He's mm-hmm. no longer the best guy in the room. Yeah. So it kind of shakes him a little bit, and he's not playing basketball anymore. But he goes over to track and field, so it's all good. Yeah. Uh, continues his college athletic career. Yeah. But in that, that was really the lesson that he wanted to teach me was that you have to train up mm-hmm. to get better. So 
Yeah, that's that's really all I got in my life segment. Also, it, my my job, dude. Jesus Christ, bro. Like y'all y'all kill me. And they got one over on me yesterday, and it had me like real pissed mm. because one, I was coming back from. Well, they got two over on me, so yeah. I had a race on a Saturday morning. And I let them know I needed to leave early. I needed to leave by like 9.45, 10 o'clock so I could get home, go to shower up, go to sleep. Yeah. Because I had to be up at like 6 so yeah. I could make the race at 8. Mm-hmm. These niggas had me there till like 10.30 something. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, man, we can't let anybody go right now. It's a direct yeah. order from such and such. And I'm like, man. I, yeah. Pff, dog. Like, yeah. Just, just know I was heated. All yeah. right. Just... And did you let it? Did you let it like burn? Did you pop off? No, nah, no, nah, I'm past my pop off days there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the day I pop off is like gonna be the day I quit. So, yeah, if you're from work or if we used to work together, be ready to catch my, my thing. Yeah, just you know, you know, yeah. Uh, and then yesterday we had a meeting with corporate mm-hmm. and they put so much pressure on us, they were like, make sure you shave. Make sure you dress up. Make sure you don't wear a hoodie, because I always wear a hoodie. Because yeah. sometimes I get a little warm, a little chilly. Excuse me. Yeah. My elbows get cold. Yeah. All right. I don't like the breeze in my sleeves. Okay. Wear sweaters. They call us in an hour early mm-hmm. for just to introduce a new regional manager. Okay. It's literally just they come in. They say, uh, well. We just wanted to talk to you guys about your results. You're the best yeah. in the district, in the region, and you've been number one almost 14 months running. We don't have the results yet for January and February, but for March, you know, a lot of corporate people love coming in here and they love the work you guys are doing. Yeah. So we got some Chick-fil-A for you guys downstairs. Okay. Hope you all enjoy. We look forward to meeting you. Okay. That's it. Gotcha. But we got paid for it, though, so it's cool. All so, right, yeah, and, our, and for Chick-fil-A. Right? And you got the Chick-fil-A. And we got the Chick-fil-A. That's worth it. Is it though? Maybe. I wore my best clothes for some Chick-fil-A. I wore... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> we get out of here. <laughs> we got to get out of here. All right, man. I'm player one. And this has been Moody. And if you love the show, you know where to find us. Anchor.fm slash never knows. But, oh, God. You know what? This has been another installment of the Never Knows Best podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us five stars and a positive review. Boost us in that algorithm. Visit us on our home site at anchor.fm slash neverknowsbest. Our Instagram page at instagram.com slash nkbpodcast. If you'd like to contest us, you may email, you may DM us or email us directly at neverknowsbestfm at gmail.com. I'm Playa One. And I'm Moody. And we are out. See ya.